You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. All right, welcome to episode 36 of the Improv Save My Life podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. This podcast is brought to you by Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. I have two guests today, both main stage cast members from uh, Improv Boston. I have uh, Nate Lopez. What's going on, Nate? Hey, not much, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And uh, Holly Tarnauer. How's it going, Holly? Hello, I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, Nate, aside from being seen on the main stage, uh, is also directing uh, Improv Boston Family Show. And Holly is involved with Urban Improv. So I want to, um, we'll talk about those okay. um, in a bit. But, yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I want to start with you, Nate. Um, okay. Where did you grow up and like kind of what was your childhood like? And then, oh. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, your how whole. much time is that? And then just how did that kind of lead you into yeah. improv? Yeah, no problem. I, uh, so I grew up the oldest of six in Utah. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, yeah, lived in Utah for 19 years. Um, I was going to college to be a chef, actually, and, like, I dropped out. One day my car broke down. It broke down in, like, a mini mall, a strip mall. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of uh, recruiting offices there. So I made a kind of a split decision. I saw a sailor walk out, so I walked in and joined the Navy. So, Uh, (laughs) yeah, so I went to boot camp. Had had the thought crossed, like, it was just because you broke down. Pretty much, yeah, my car was broke down there. And, like, I I knew, because I was living with my grandparents at the time, and, I quit college and, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything and I was kind of tired of everything, so. So honorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to, way to defend your country. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we, they, we all do it for reasons. Did they, did, they, uh, did they question you when you, like, you showed up there? Not really. <laughs> well, like, can somebody give me a toe first and then <laughs> I'm interested in enrolling? <laughs> well, I, I walked in and, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to join the Navy. The guy's like, great, let's take this test. What do you, what do, you do? I'm like, I'm going to be a chef. Okay, you can cook, no problem. So I take this test. I did really, really well on it. They're like, you know, you don't want to be a chef. You want to do this instead. So I went on a submarine. So I was on a submarine for eight years. Did you get to cook on the submarine at all? No, you weren't, you weren't no. Just, you weren't no, I went into there. electronics and uh, the nuclear reactor while I was there. Had you, was that everything new to you when you? you Pretty much, there? yeah. I just, they, I, I got a high score on the exam and... You know, and they get, the thing with recruiters is they get, like, extra points if they can push people into more technical, you know, areas. Right. I showed, you know, an acumen, I guess. This is me being an asshole here. <laughs> Sorry, can we swear? Is that yeah, all? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I, I did well on the test, so they pushed me into that. So then eight years later, you know, I'm married now. I have a dog and a kid on the way. And my wife, uh, we were living in D.C. at the time. She's like, you know. This is something I think you'd be really good at. She got me an uh, improv class at the Washington Improv. So when you were in the, in the Navy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, were you like the funny guy? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I would make the jokes, you know. Like, everyone always thinks I'm funny. I've always, you know, been able to make people laugh. And it was kind of, you know, back on MySpace, I'd have, I'd fill out all those stupid, like, questionnaires. I don't know if you remember those, yeah, those yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. chain letters. I'd fill those out just to make my friends laugh. <laughs> You know, so it's kind of worked out. Now I can, you know, do chain letters on stage, which everyone loves. So your wife, <laughs> um, your wife kind of suggested that you get into improv. Yeah. And you were in D.C. Yeah. Um, did you, did you look at options or did you just come to Boston? Or? We, a job took me here. 
when I moved here, I knew that I really wanted to do more. So I saw there was IA and IB. And at the time, IB was like $25 cheaper class. <laughs> so I went to IB. <laughs> it was random how, I, I mean, I'm primarily a IA guy. But yeah. I, I think I'm about to graduate their training center. Oh, nice. Uh, Congratulations. Next yeah, thanks. Uh, but I want to keep um, keep learning. Like I don't, I'm not at the level where I want to be. I know yeah. some of that's going to take time too. But because I just started like just over a year ago, um, but I I think I'm going to go through the IB training center next. Yeah, yeah just do both of them because I, I I've even noticed a difference between the people that come out, and not either one is better or worse. It's just they're they're different though. No, yeah, yeah, I definitely get your I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, it seems like we both kind of have our our, what's the word I'm looking for? Like style, style or end product. You know, right. I think, like you guys seem to remind me of like you guys. Yeah, like this <laughs> fucking party line. IA reminds me of like uh, more like a Second City type. You know, you guys do improv with sketch. Right. And sketch is really it's taking off in Cambridge. Like there's some great sketch teams over there, but like on main stage we don't do any. You know, it's completely not part of what we do on in our show. Right. So, <laughs> cough right into it, if you don't mind. <laughs> so you, uh, and, and if you have anything you ever want to just jump in. Yeah, no, I just don't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no problem interrupting me. Um, so you, you came to Boston, ended up at IB. Um, was this your first exposure to improv? Pretty much. I, I started classes there, shoot, it's almost, I guess four years, five years almost, and... Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was going through my inbox the other day, and I found the first one. It's dated 2010. So, <sighs> but I just kind of I, I took to it. I loved it. I loved the communities, like just the improv community as a whole. Yeah, like, I, it's just great. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah, I've just enjoyed myself a lot. Nice. So you went through the whole training center. Um, how'd you end up <laughs> the main stage? Um, so I got cast in the family show, like what two years ago. And uh, I did that run. That's where we first started performing together. Mm-hmm. I was always way better than her. But, you know, <laughs> Who was in it before you? <laughs> <laughs> but so I got cast in the family show. I did that for a couple of years and auditioned for main stage in January. And again, we got cast together for mm-hmm. main stage. So that's awesome. Yeah, it just happened to work out. Nice. Um, and you also are an instructor? Yeah, I teach 101. Yeah, so it's. It's a weird class, you know, because you get like people who are that clearly don't want to do this as a career. Right. You know, you get like older people or bass players in a band who just want to be able to, you know, talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd ever be like get paid to do this, but mm-hmm. I don't know how you define it. Like, I, 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 I want to keep doing it. Yeah, I want to yeah. get better, but like, I, I don't think it would ever be a career for me. Like, I, I don't. I totally get that. I, I think it's almost like a lifer mentality, you know, yeah. like, cause I know I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna, I have a day job, right? I'm never gonna make more than what I make at the day job, but I also know I never want to stop. Right. You know? You can make it work, combine different things, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people who think it's, uh, it's better to not have it be a job. It's, it's your, your passion. It's your, your love affair while you go and do your, do your job and worry about the paycheck there. And when you're not worrying about a paycheck or, you know, who you yeah. have to please, it's, it's 
sort of there's a freedom there that I think is very liberating to people. Yeah, I, I mean, I named this um, improv state of my life because I, um, up until about two years ago, I was a uh, pretty bad alcoholic. You know, oh, yeah. I, mm. to, uh, detox, rehab, and everything. Oh, sure. And then I um, quit. But when even when I quit, I was just like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I did was drink. And um, I didn't really have any hobbies that didn't involve me sitting in a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very good for that. That's, yeah, a lot of things. That's part of what I do is using improv to to sort of show people different different outlets and different choices in life that you can use uh, instead of a lot of other things it's, and use art to really express yourself and find a community. Nice. Um, we can, uh, while you're on that subject, so that... That has to do with the uh, urban improv, correct? Yeah, urban improv is that. That's actually my one of my day jobs. I so I do improv and acting, and uh, I teach. I sort of uh, I call myself a teaching artist because I have too many jobs to to claim one. Um, and urban improv is a uh, company based out of Boston, and we work with urban youth, uh, kindergarten, uh, not kindergarten, uh, fourth grade through um, high school. We do work with some other ages and different things, but our, our main workshops is kindergarten through high school. And um, we use improv in a, a style uh, known as Boal Theater, started by Augusto Boal or Theater the Oppressed. Um, and what it is, is we, we do scenes about a lot of stuff that affects that community um, in real life situations. So everything from bullying and cyberbullying and name-calling with the little kids to stuff like uh, gang violence, domestic violence, drug abuse, uh, teen pregnancy, all sorts of stuff. Um, and we do these sort of loosely, uh, you know, plotted scenes. So we know what's going to happen in the scene, but all the dialogue's improvised. And um, we have kids come up and play out different characters at different points in the scene. Uh, and just sort of play out what they might do in a situation or how their parents might react or something so they can sort of use it as a rehearsal for life, as we call it, and uh, talk about then the consequences or maybe like take out some of their fear of addressing a parent or, or something like that. And it's just, it's so cool to be able to do improv and, and have my passion for that combined with my passion for for working with kids and, and social right. change um and there's so much i could go on and on about that but um and it sounds hilarious well i was wondering if it does it get uncomfortable or awkward ever i mean it definitely can it's a, it's a pretty real environment so you know i'd say maybe it gets more intense than it does awkward or uncomfortable. Uh, yet again, though, we are working with children, so um, there's definitely, you can have kids say ridiculous things or be very, very weird. Um, so stuff like that happens. But um, most of the time, it's it's either intense or it's a lot of fun or it's just sort of uh, very, just good discussions happening and stuff like that. Nice. Um, I like that idea a lot. I don't, I had this idea. Um, my mom, uh, used to run the Dorchester Park Association, which they would have all sorts of events in the summer for, uh, the inner city youths. Mm-hmm. Um, like they had tenacity, which is mm-hmm. just a program where kids play tennis for free in the summer. Um, cool. 
But uh, once since I got into improv, um, I was like, I wonder if there's a way that you could do like improv in the park for kids and like have it's like teach them. I don't know for. I don't know a month maybe on the weekends or something, and then maybe have one of the theaters have let them have a little show at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, totally. And I, I've been I've actually looked into it a little bit. Um, it was too late when I start when I got the idea. Yeah. yeah. This summer, so it would have to be next summer. Yeah, but. I think that's there's totally there's stuff out there. I used to also work in Newark, New Jersey, and just doing improv stuff and theater stuff with kids, and much like your experience, you know, just finding somewhere to go every day, finding a community to be a part of. Uh, you see a lot of kids who, you know, at first wouldn't come at all, and then toward the end just kept on coming and, and felt like this was a community that they didn't feel anywhere else. And, yeah. you know, keeps them off, off the streets doing whatever they might be doing there. And, and I feel like just the idea of getting into a community built around you know, support. Yeah. I think that's huge for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as an adult, I mean, it, it's yeah, helped exactly. me a lot. Like, yeah, I've made more friends than I've ever had in my life. And yeah, totally. They're the nicest people that right. will do anything for you. It's you know? so quick. I remember that. Just like instant friends. Like, yeah. Wow, okay. It is cool. And like from all walks of life, you know, I'm thinking about this one on one class I teach. Like our oldest is, I'm not going to give away their age, but it's very, fairly old, you know, like yeah. compared to the rest of the community. And the youngest is uh, uh, like 17 years old, you know, it's, but it, it's, it's kind of cool. Like I can't think of very many other communities that would bring a group like that into the same class, you know, yeah. like they're all acting a fool with each other. Yeah, right. that's cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, Polly, you want to take me through your story? Oh, <laughs> my story. Uh, well, the short version, I guess. Um, I grew up in Newton, so not too far from here. Um, and I grew up in a artistic household. So my mom was a theater person, actress, uh, and ran a theater program for kids. And uh, my dad is a musician and uh, also was a part of that program. He played the music and she direct, um, and then she also runs this amazing summer program called Creative Arts at Park in Brookline. And I grew up there. Um, and I just, you know, was sort of born into that culture and doing uh, doing theater, doing the plays, singing, dancing. And then at camp started taking improv uh, since I was eight. And it was just always my favorite thing. And I loved acting. I loved uh, being in plays and dancing I, is another huge passion of mine, but there was something about not having to memorize anything, not having to like really learn anything, going there and and just having fun. It really, you know, it felt like playing as a kid and still today. Um, and I just loved it. That's and, awesome um, that like you have yeah. like I, I would I don't know how you would describe it, like theatrical, I guess. Or theatrical, artistic. Artistic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely artistic. But you, you gravitate to, I mean, I, I know you still do these yeah. things, but you, you, you like improv. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I always awesome. loved it. Yeah. And everything with the arts. And I um, I struggled a lot in school when I was a kid. I'm dyslexic and dysgraphic. And um, I really had a hard time in school. And I, I really kind of always felt like a, a loser, and I was uh, I was bullied a lot, really bullied all throughout school. She's still bullied. I'm still bullied, actually. <laughs> Can't even. shake it. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten like a little crazy. better, um, but it was a tough, it was a tough, tough sort of experience for me, school, and where I felt 
safe and where I felt like I could express myself and like I belonged was was doing improv and going you know once a week after school to do my theater uh, do shows there um, and that's where I met uh, Ron Jones who used to uh, work at Improv Boston uh, he was one of the original uh, artistic directors I believe uh, long, long ago, way before my time, so I never got to experience him there, but he was my first ever uh, improv teacher, and he would just sort of take us, you know, in between rehearsing for the play and teach us these improv games, and I just fell in love with it, and he, uh, I ended up just working with him, like, my whole childhood, and growing up, he kind of mentored me uh, through stuff and got me to uh, help me audition for the high school improv troupe. You're like a school. prodigy improviser. No, I'm, no. I'm really, really I'm like, not. I tripped into it. I just, I just have been doing it for a while. Trust me. Plenty of people the will Tiger tell you. Tiger Woods of I'm improv. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. No. Oh, two. She's got improv trophies at all. It's crazy. Come to a few of my rehearsals, okay? It's not all gold. But it is something I always loved. And uh, after trying out uh, in high school and being on the team there, where really it was kind of like a small cult, uh, my improv team in high school. And I, ever since then, I knew that's just what I wanted to do. Uh, and so after college, I uh, spent a summer in Chicago at I.O., learning stuff there, came back, immediately started classes at IB, um, and then locked out because the family show at IB really desperately needed people. And I had a... a interviewed about a teaching gig for kids and they were like oh by the way do you perform because we have literally no one in the family show nice. and i was like sure why not and so that, that rest is history improv prodigy <laughs> and then they cast because there was no there was literally there were literally like had no people i quite quite true not well i earned my way on that cast <laughs> i just want to make that yes he did <laughs> I, well, and as Will Ware put it, um, come to a few rehearsals. If we don't hate you, you can come to more. If you're doing okay, we'll put you in a show. If you do good, then you can be in it forever. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of what happened. And then uh, eventually got onto Man Stage with Nate in January. And so that's where I am at now. And it hasn't all been easy. But um, it's, it's something I care so much about that I am willing to put the work into it and put up with the judgment that happens there and the struggles that happen and just go for it because I love it. Nice. I had a question. I went to, um, so I went to the show the day after the 4th of July. I was going to. That was a good show. <laughs> yeah. Show. yeah I, um. That's why we're on here. Was that Connor's first show? Yeah, it was. It was Connor's first show with the bachelorette party and with oh, Michael Gellman, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I actually great. was, I wanted to go. The 4th of July, yeah. I, I have friends in Buscow and they were in Studio mm -hmm. 40 mm -hmm. and all the shows were yeah. Yeah, free like on the 4th stuff. of July, so my plan was go see Buscow, then go see the main stage, yeah, but yeah. I didn't know they inter... Uh, yeah, they kind of overlapped. Overlapped, so... Studio main stage tend to. Um, yeah. I was like, I want to see the full main stage, yeah. so I had been meaning to check out a show anyway, so I went back the next night and saw that, and it was a really good show, and Cute. I thought you two were particularly really good. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, that means a lot. That was a good show for was, me. Yeah, They're was... not all that good. <laughs> so I went, I went um, this past Saturday, and it was also a very good show. Uh, you weren't, Nate was not there. No, I was not, no. 
but some interesting stuff happened. Yeah. <laughs> a girl licked your neck. Oh, uh, yes. A girl did lick my neck. I do happen to know her. Let's talk more about that. That was Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max licked my neck. Oh, gotcha. She, I do know I have, like, talked to her outside of oh, that right. scene. So that's probably why she did it. But quite honestly, if that was an audience member that I had never met, I'd have been like, right on, girl. <laughs> I was going to be my yeah. question. Oh, I didn't know you knew this person, but uh, I, did. I was wondering, like, does it ever get weird on st- Like, do you ever feel uncomfortable on stage with an audience member? Um, I used to be a part of a group called Bring Your Own Improv. They're out of Providence, right? Really, it, it was a super fun group, short form. But the idea was is that we would bring unsuspecting people from, like, like we would provide, like, a base you know, and we play these games, these short four games, where people who've never done improv, just audience members, should come up. You know, and like there were times I felt uncomfortable doing it. Like, oh god, there was this one show. Um, it was such a good idea, right? Because we we're there's this poor family who'd lost a child, and they were having a benefit for this kid. We're going to get to the sad part of the <laughs> podcast now, <laughs> but they were having a benefit for this this poor family, and like they had a band, and they had food, and they had us come to do some comic relief. We were doing it in a, a, a Lazy Boy store that had been closed like early. Then <laughs> they moved. They had a stage for us. Man, it was so awkward. So like, because nobody was the people were. Did there. they rent out this? Did this particular well, family have a tie to this store? A or? friend of the family owned it, and he okay. closed a little early so they could hold this little benefit for them. The best seats in town, though. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, gee. so terrible. I love terrible jokes so much. But like, oh god! But you faced your improv. I have. That's my whole. That's my whole life. But it was just so awkward. And like, like we were supposed to get paid for it, but I felt like I'm not taking this money. You know, I'm not, there's no way I can do this. You know, and it was that was like the hardest show I've ever done. But answer your original question: doing things like with uh, uh, bringing people on stage, do things with us. I think for the most part, it's it's not that bad. Occasionally, you get a drunk person who you know just wants to say dildo in front uh, of a hundred people. You let them have their moment, then usually they don't know what else to do, you know. But it's almost jarring when people try too hard. Yeah, so you, like you just want them to do what you're asking them to do, basically. Yeah, but then they they feel like they're part of the cast at a certain point. Yeah, line. that is that. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, it's after they've had a couple, you know, or else you have the funny. The funny person. I, and I, I only notice this because I go to a ton of shows. And stuff. Yeah, if yeah. I was just going to my first show and I saw it, I'd be like, oh, that, that audience member was, was funny too. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> exactly, right? And, it, and I guess like we do have audience participation, so it's good yeah. that people think they're funny. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. It's a big way to get the audience in. Like that game that where the girl licked my neck, I initiated that pretty early in the show because it was sort of like a lacking in energy show and we were kind of getting this weird vibe from the audience. And after that, they're like, ooh, look, one of us. Like, ooh, people <laughs> like us. Ooh, that's funny. Oh, this is ridiculous. They're not improvisers. And then they kind of get, the energy kind of builds because you've kind of created this um, like playful Space where the audience is also involved, right? And so it, it can be a really great tool. I'm gonna um, try and get a girl to lick my neck tonight. Yeah, <laughs> my go for goal. it, Nate. That's <laughs> I'm just gonna sit next to girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll definitely work, right? they'll get the message Good. totally. Yeah, Good. <laughs> but um, yeah, you definitely get uh, the drunk. The drunk are probably the the biggest threat to your your improv scene. You need an improv bouncer. You yeah. really do, right? Or just like the awkward. Like were you in the, the sexy situation in the family show 
Were you in that show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea playing, what this is, but it sounds good. So you're playing Pillars, Pillars, which is a game where you're like, oh, you know, sometimes in a scene, we're going to need help saying something. You bring two audience members on stage, you do your scene, and at random points, uh, well, not totally random, you usually are listing something. You're like, oh, I went to the doctor, I got a shot, I got a, a this, and then you you tap your audience member and they fill right. in the line. And um, we had got, it was the family show. There were kids in the audience and we got this dad up on stage to do pillars with us with another kid. Yeah. And um, Sarah Bell, one of my castmates and dearest friends was in the, sh in the scene with me and she was like, I think you're very nice. And she tapped on this dad. And I think that he literally was just like awkward and had no idea what to say. And he goes, <laughs> Sexy, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and she just said family friendly, and I was like, thank you for saying that I'm family friendly. And he just looked kind of like, oh yeah, well that's what I said, yeah. And I was just like, ah. I remember as a kid, just hearing the word sexy was made me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, well, right. there is yeah, no sex what, yeah. in it. There's the word sex in it. Really? Like there is. Oh my god, there yeah. is. It is. Yeah, like there like, used to be songs like I. Here on the radio, and like uh, I'd be driving around with my mom while she'd yeah. be driving me around, <laughs> and, and I'd be like, "Wait, oh, he said sexy." Yeah, right? it's like always like a George Michael. Song. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, so like a dad on stage saying that to a room full of kids. Yeah. Nice. That was a fun one. <laughs> that was great. Um, so I noticed it's. I don't know if this is there's a format to it or it seems like you almost break out into songs. Randomly? That, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Much. We're Our whole sort of thing is what we call all form. It we used to be called free form. Yeah, no, it used, form. used to be called free form. Um, I mean, I think that's sort of our way of kind of making our own form, which is kind of what we do. And it's basically um, a free form show with no, no format. There are certain things, like, you know, we like to play a game right off the bat of each act. Uh, we usually close with a, with a nice little game. But um, pretty much... Anything can happen, but not everything needs to happen. So, you know, if, if a song is going to happen, go for it, but it doesn't have to. You can throw in a short-form game or an add-on whenever you want, yeah. but it's kind of like whatever happens. Yeah, it's fun. I, I like doing songs. I think it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, me too. Because what's cool is, like, we have the piano underscoring, right? And they right. It's their chance to kind of play around, you know, and oftentimes we'll mess with them and they'll mess yeah. with us. You we know? have some great musicians. Yeah, and it's just, it's kind of, I mean, it's impressive, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're doing your little dance and then you're like, oh, and we do this, you know, yeah. it's it's super cool, it's kind of impressive. And just for the record, I'm a much better singer than Nate. <laughs> well, you know, to each his own. We <laughs> <laughs> um, have, yeah, I went, so I went Saturday and uh, so I didn't realize Brian, Augusta, uh, Christina Smiles were part of the cast. Now. Yeah, they're yeah. newbies. Yeah, they just joined in June, I think. Yeah, they yeah. just got cast in June with Connor Allen and another guy, Sam Ike. Mm -hmm. Oh, Samus? Yep. Sam, Sam. Ike is now in Tonight's his yep. first show, actually, in an hour. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going. I gotta go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, were those the only four? Was there any yeah, 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 those four. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I love Sam Ike. We, uh, yeah. my, my improv group, we run a in, independent show in Quincy yeah. like once a month. Uh, we had Sam do stand up at the last one. It's a mix of improv and stand up. Nice. Yeah. And um, I, I, I've seen him before, so I knew he was funny, but a lot of people hadn't seen him do stand up before. Yeah. So I, I, I did the schedule and I put him like the last stand up. Yeah. And um, 
the game called stand-ups five minutes like just He's, he's, he looked at his watch like five minutes and he's like, I'm just going to keep going because you guys are having fun. And I was like, Sam, like, yeah, he's got a super unique voice, man. <laughs> you totally know when Sam Mike is talking. Yes, because yeah, you want to kill yourself. Ah, just, uh, you hear that, Sam? Fuck you. <laughs> he's a, it's just a sweet guy. I can say yeah. that he's about everybody on this cast that uh, had Ken in here. He was just a, like an awesome guy. Yeah, oh, Ken's amazing. amazing. I, Ken was actually in the short form group with me. He's like, I've had like a comedy crush on him for just he's freaking like years. Really, he's so good. Really phenomenal. What's, what I like about Ken is he's, he can be so freaking intense on stage, right? You're like, it's just because like, he's an excellent actor, but his comic timing is just and, Yeah, and every, so the thing good. about Ken that I think is so great is that almost all the time, everything for Ken is at like the highest stakes. Yeah. He cares, like every character he plays, like he cares so much about this. Even if he's like a monkey to the side yeah. of the stage, everything is like at the highest stakes and he's just commits. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. I like Ken a lot. Um, what else did I have? So, do you guys have a best and worst moment you can think of on stage? Best? I, I will not share my worst because <laughs> when I was 16, a few people at IB know it. I'm not going to go into it. Um, recently, let me think. I don't know. I got to think about that. I'm very curious now. <laughs> I know, right? Like, well, there's a great story. No, no. no. I'm going to stop no, now. I'll, I'll never. I will never. No. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite moment. Um, one comes to mind. We, I, it was in this group. We're doing, uh, oh, this is it. This is, this is my favorite one. My, I was I was doing a main stage show, and at some point somebody had a throwaway line, like eleven minutes in. Uh, it was this girl Nat Natsy. She had this line where she, we were talking about solo cups. She had a party of fifteen people. We only had two solo cups there, right? That was just just some throwaway line. You know, we had two solo cups, and we moved on. Like literally, like an hour later, I'm doing another scene, and uh, another guy Ben Scurry and I were in the in the scene together. That's we're uh, we're a two-headed person, right? We're friends with Natsy, totally different scene or whatever. But again, she throws out, and you know how many solo cups we had? Scurry and I, without even looking at each other, both raise up our hands, two, at the same time, same voice. It was so, it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, that was so rewarding. Because it's such a dumb callback and a dumb line, and right. both of us like nailed it, and it was great. So yes. much fun. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. There's like a, I guess, I can only think about recently, and I, I actually think about that show that you you saw on the fifth when we were doing that train scene, and like everyone was sort of coming on. The two people were trying that classic, like mm. classic improv scene. Two people yeah. are trying to have a conversation, and everybody keeps fucking it up on the train. Um, but I was sort of hanging back; I wasn't on stage yet, and I was like, I got this idea, and I was like, I have no idea if this will play. I have no idea if this will just fuck everything up. But I just went with it, and I went out, and I started being this like you know, crazy homeless man who is preaching about Jesus, and the audience went crazy, and I was like, yes, it hit! <laughs> and uh, it ended up being that I was like the last person on stage, keeping on going, and I just sort of, I, I've never played a character that just like kept going. I like just kept talking, kept talking, really in character, and then uh, I think it was I Nate was that ended up pimping yeah. me into... <laughs> 
some accent because I had done that in a previous scene and she it was can't do frustrating. She thinks she can, I, but she cannot, and it's hilarious. Can. I, oh, no. I can't do no. Australian though. No. I can't do Australian. I'll talk in accents right now, motherfucker. It's so funny. I love but throwing that at her. We and I ended up just like talking to her black accent and being like, well. And then my character loved Jesus, and it was something like, oh, well, Jesus is telling me to get off the train. And the audience just, like, applauded, and it was just so fun. It was just one of those moments where you're like, I have no idea if this is going to yeah. hit. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to commit. And it did, and it was I so much fun. I, I remember how you exited, and I was like, that was, that was good. <laughs> it was fun. I really think so that, that's my favorite part about the main stage over there is we're so comfortable with each other that I know we can just, we can just screw around with, with each, each other. other. You know, yeah. like, oh, here, catch this. I know you're not going to. You know, and it's, it's super fun. Like, we went to Del Close, you know, and um, the show became very meta. It was 3.30 on Sunday afternoon, right? We were at UC East, and it, we just, we had the crowd that was kind of tired of improv at this point, so we got super meta, and we started calling each other out on bad improv moves, you know, and, like, playing. So we had scenes, we had scenes going on above these scenes. Well, at one point, I didn't support a move. You know, kind of. You know, it was that was kind of what I was doing in that show. I stopped supporting, and so they called me out on it. And they're like, "What? Oh, you want to do this alone?" So they pulled up the the mic, made me do stand up in the middle of the improv. So it was great, so much fun. You know, but we have that we have that relationship that was where we can a classic dick show. <laughs> we can do that. It's fun. I love it. So where you both are now in your careers, how do you feel, and where do you ultimately want to? Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, I honestly, I am like, I never ever would expect to be where I am right now. Like, I was actually, I mean, I was shocked when I got into main stage. I did not think that I would be there this. Even as a child prodigy. <laughs> well, when this oh guru was training me. I was like, hey, it wasn't doing good improv. I just like doing it. But um, no, I mean, like, I moved back Dream to Boston. Journal from 1984. <laughs> I moved back to Boston. I did not think that it, I, you know, I did not think that it would be so easy to, to like, be a part of the community and everyone being so nice and having such a community right away was so awesome and then I, I mean I really just didn't think it so at this point I'm really and especially I mean like making we don't get paid much but to make any money doing what we love most is like unbelievable it is pretty cool it's just amazing uh, and it's not even about the it, it's just the fact that like that's possible like I can go and have the most fun that I have during my week and I actually like and and I get paid for it like really it was yeah when we uh so we've done two of these um shows we're doing another one in August mm -hmm. uh that we run in Quincy but yeah. I just thought like they gave us the venue for free and we were just putting on a free show right and, like at the end of the night they gave us a check like yeah. to the group of us oh wow that's awesome and I was like awesome. you're like really yeah somebody's validating yeah. my assistance in this it's just so it's just it's just Great. It's just incredible. Yeah. And um, I definitely, I think for me, my goal right now is just to be the best improviser I can be. I'm not there yet. I want to get better. I will always want to get better. And, I just want yeah. to raise a child prodigy. That's all I want to pretty close. To get him as soon as, yeah. Yeah, right. pretty funny. <laughs> Kids are funny. But yeah, and I, I don't want to stop teaching, though, ever. I, 
that's uh, definitely want to keep on combining my my two loves and seeing what I can do with that, and then just getting better at all of it. Maybe making some like money to actually support a life and not work five million jobs. But other than that, it's just kind of yeah, get better at everything I'm doing and seize as many opportunities that might open even more doors to do that. That's the crazy thing for me too. Is like I. I don't know. I'd say like two months ago, I was like, "I'm a, I'm a okay improviser, and that's how it's gonna be." Like, I, I, I don't think I can get any better. Like, it's just not yeah. nothing's clicking. Right. And then ruts, improv ruts are the worst. So uh, there were like a bunch. So we, my group performs every Monday at uh, Just Comedy. Yeah, cool. Um, and just for a, I'd say a month, for some reason or another. Um, most of our members couldn't make the show, so it ended up being me and one other person or two other people mm -hmm. doing 15-minute scenes. And just through doing those for uh, like a month, people were coming up to me and saying, and I felt like I was performing better, but people were coming up to me like, dude, you're getting better. Mm -hmm. And it, just that there, I was like, maybe I can get better. I just need to keep yeah. you know, doing this yeah, and trying. Totally. I think every improviser has that moment of, oh, doing this a lot does make me better. <laughs> that's, that's why we're all here. We're all, I mean, generally the same type of person, you know, and we just need the validation. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the validation. It's like, I'm getting better. I'm getting validated. I don't ever want to stop. It yeah. doesn't get talked about a lot, but I think validation is huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. I mean, freaking huge. I, we're fucking like, we're the worst. We want to go out on stage with your laughter yes, immediately. Exactly. I make it a point if I'm friendly with somebody, if I have their number, I, yeah. I'll send them a text, or even if I have Facebook friends with them or something, and I see them have good show. I, yeah. I make it a point to tell them because I know yeah, it means right. the world to me if somebody does exactly. that. Exactly. No, it really does. Yeah, it, it's totally. It's such a huge like confidence boost, especially like if it's somebody you know you know of, and they're like. You know, you're not if you're not really close with them. You know, you're just kind of there, I'm like, "Hey, saw you, you were great." That's such a huge like ego boost, and it's I don't know. It's like it's a pat on the back that really helps. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. How, uh, what about you, Nate? Where do you want to take your career? Um. Well, I've got a wife and kids. You know, and like a lot of people are moving on. Like we have just kind of a, a we're, mass uh, yeah exodus. mass exodus right now in Cambridge. So a lot of people are going to New York and Chicago and LA. Oh, Same things happening. Yeah, I think it's just that time, and I, I, I see myself kind of sticking around IB for a long time, you know, I mean, my, wife, awesome. my wife likes it, and it's, you know, I'm getting my validation, so. We're, we're going to be the 90-year-old two-man group, <laughs> I think. So. But it would be a one-man, one-woman group, because you're a woman. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I, I forget how that happens. So, I'll always need a male improviser to remind me that I do, in fact, have a vagina. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Every once in a while, speaking of which. <laughs> I'll hear this segue. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> but I have female guests that I don't know on. I like to ask them questions that I've always been curious about. But and it has nothing to do with vagina. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hit me. No shame. Difference between tampons and... <laughs> well. Um, I was, so I want to know how much, in your opinion stock you should take into how a woman um when she responds to a guy like if she says like thanks man or thanks dude like i think those two terms mean 
you're in the friend zone, buddy. Like, if you, if you get duped oh. or manned, I think... You mean in life or on stage? In, in life. Oh, in life. Um, well, I mean, I used to be a huge, huge stoner hippie girl in college. Um, and I called it everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dark time. Yeah. <laughs> the dark time. It should be the second act of the yeah. behind the music. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Fall from grace, yeah. Uh, but I called everyone dude all the time, or man. Even dudes you were into. I could say it. Dudes you were into, yeah. I still say dudes a lot. I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't like call my boyfriend dude. Sometimes maybe. I don't know. I think if you're in a relationship, then you can get away from it. You get, you can use it. But yeah. when you're like, if you're meeting somebody for the first, or uh, even if you're casual friends. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I never thought about that. I guess yeah. I, I like, think about stuff like this all the time. Because <laughs> oh, this is what triggered it. I met this girl I kind of know. Uh, I ran into her. Yeah. And when she was leaving, she said, "See you later, alligator." But she said it. I perceived as like flirty or sexy, and I'm like, what does that's, that mean? Yeah, that's something. That's something. I, I, I think. See you later, alligator. It's definitely what, flirty. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It's, I actually said it to my boyfriend this morning as I left, and then he said it in a while. Uh, that's not something we do often, but I'm just thinking. <laughs> ironic. It sounds flirty. It's flirty. Yeah, I think she spends way. time thinking of and a way to And it's a playful, say it's so stupid and like right. juvenile that it has to be flirty yeah, when you're is. saying it as a dog. Validation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. So um, you, we'll make it out on time. Uh, Want to do, yeah, so seven, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do what? Uh, it's the made-up movie game. Excellent. So what I do is I just put my iPod on shuffle. Whatever the next song that comes up is going to be the the title of the made-up movie. Then I'll ask between the two of you to, um, as if you were watching a movie on Comcast, and hit mm-hmm. the info button, the little blurb about the okay. movie. Okay. Uh, just to give us an idea of what the movie's about, and we'll just uh, improv a scene or two out of it. Okay, make, great. Cool? Yep. All right, so I'm going on shuffle this could go in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, this is this is brave. <laughs> All right, it's Bobby Jean by Bruce Springsteen. Bobby Jean? Yeah. I feel like this is this takes place in the Midwest. It's um, a uh, it's a psychic thriller. A psychic thriller. Yeah. Wow, like psychic like powers or yeah, like psycho. Yeah, thriller? it's about Bob Bobby Jean is, uh-huh. is, is a psychic. He's a psychic. Yeah. How old is I I cuz I'm picturing Bobby Jean like are you picturing a man or a woman? I'm picturing a man. Okay, good. The song is a woman, but (laughs) that's just the basis of the title. All right. Bobby Jean is played by? Bobby Jean is played by, I think, a younger Bruce Willis. So, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Looper? (laughs) (laughs) With the nose. (laughs) Yes. The greatest actor. He is my favorite actor. Really? Jason Uh, Gordon-Levitt? I think Bruce Willis. Or Bruce Willis. Okay. I Not. Saying. I don't think he's the best actor. Don't get me wrong, but he's, he's I enjoy his movies. Well, I, I'm, the way with, I'm that way with like Patrick Swayze. Rest in peace. Like I love Patrick Swayze movies. They're so terrible, but I just like I enjoy what he does. I also like Joseph Gordon-Levitt a lot. So. Yeah. But I didn't like Looper like that much. Yeah. Oddly nah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's just too much. It's like when you put a cake on a steak. It's just not that good. <laughs> I think he's good though, and he's so sexy. I think he's stealing Heath Ledger's thing. It's weird. They look very right. similar, and they were in ten things I hate about you. Yeah. they don't look that. Similar. Oh, they do. They're both gorgeous. They, they but... do. If you like, do that. They have a thing on BuzzFeed. 
where yeah. you, you slide the thing over. Maybe Man, like something in the face. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're not identical twins, but they have a lot of similar characters. What I'm saying is Joseph Gordon-Levitt killed Keith Ledger. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, well, the, yeah, that definitely, <laughs> definitely that. And then he ends All up right. in the next Batman. So young <laughs> Bruce Willis. Bobby <laughs> 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 Yeah, so it's a young Bruce Willis. He's, he's a, like, I figure it's it's opening like in the dark woods, and there's like then it zooms in on like one cabin, like a little dark cabin, and then Bobby Jean Bruce is sitting there like looking out the window because he can see. It's shit. A very descriptive Comcast description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it swears. Too. That's like yeah, this. that's uh, yeah. I have a I have a special. I'm a premium member of Comcast, so. Uh, I get, I get a Breaks down blur. seat shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Prodigy special. It's, yeah, it's totally that and totally not that I forgot we were doing the blur and not the opening credits. The intro music is... <laughs> and that's all they tell you about. You get into the first scene, so you want to watch the movie. Come on. I'm having a hard time picturing this. I, I feel like Bobby Jean, the psychic uh, in the Midwest, young Bruce Willis, I feel like he's a bad guy. Maybe he uses his psychic powers for evil. Mm. Like he exploits we'll people and he doesn't prevent <laughs> deaths. What a dick. <laughs> Young Bruce Wallace is a jerk. Who is it? It's Tommy down the street. Tommy down the street? Come in. It's so dark in here, man. Why don't you turn on some lights? Don't! I like the dark. It's where I feel at home. Listen, man. Where around the town is, you get you might have some special abilities. Word around town is that they better be quiet, okay? It didn't make sense, but I don't care. Oh, it's, ar it's, it's already got back to me, man. I, I, I need some help. I need some help. You know what this does to me, right? Yeah, man. I can see it all over you. What do you need? My girl. I think she's uh I think she's been messing around on me. And uh, I bought the this engagement ring and I I don't know. So I have she, a question for you. Yeah. Does she call you dude? Yeah. She calls me dude. She calls me man. Sometimes guy. Oh no. No, what? Nothing. Tell Bobby, me Bobby. It's his girlfriend. I'm speaking to you only through your subconscious. No, I, I feel it happening. I don't love him. I don't love him at all. Timmy down the street. I got some bad news for you, my friend. It's Tommy down the street. What kind of what kind of psychic are you? I'm a psychic, okay. All I know is what I hear in my head. My ears can't be trusted. Only my brain ears. <laughs> We've been neighbors for years. Yeah. Well, you're just now asking me to use my psychic powers. I respected your privacy. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? I, 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 I thought we were friends. I was going to invite you to my cookout next week. I don't want to go to your cookout. It's not dark. Dark is who I am now. Anyway, she doesn't love you. Is it because of the dudes and the mans and the guys? That was the key. That's, that's what a, she was trying to That's a part of it. <laughs> She's also from New York, I think. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> are you like having a psychic conversation with my girl, Kelly? Don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. No. It's it's like you paused as if she said something and then you responded accordingly. Psychic powers don't work that way. I control them. Tell him he should break up with me and also like maybe leave me 
check or something? Maybe you should break up with her and leave her a check or something. Thanks. You're welcome. It's as if I should stop pausing and letting this conversation happen. <laughs> no, you have to pause. That's how psychic powers work. Damn it, Timmy, Tommy. Mm. I'm sorry. You're going to have to move on. Kelly doesn't love you anymore. Is she in love with you? Is that what's going on here? Definitely not. I think maybe she is a little. Absolutely no attraction to you whatsoever. She definitely loves me. Whatever you tell him, that's fine, because I just want him away, but I just want You are so care. uninvited to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, okay? Here's the deal. I sit here in the dark all day with my psychic powers and have... It's creepy. I know, it's creepy. You seen me? Have you looked at my face? Click. I can't... Oh, my God! I know! Why are you wearing a Power Rangers mask? Because it's who I am. Damn it. I walk around town and everyone looks at me and they're like, Look at him. Look at him. He's the psychic boy, Bobby Jane. He uses his powers for evil. And I don't mean to. I'm a good guy. Okay, I want to be a good guy, but... Click. Light goes off. You did me a square, man. You, you might be saving me some, some aggravation in the long run. I think so. She sounds like a real bitch. <laughs> wow, guys, that was, uh, that, was good. that was a really good scene. <laughs> it's too bad, uh, too bad that material wasn't around for a for a main stage callback. So well, we're gonna write it down. We would have gotten in earlier. This is a yeah, sketch. wow. This is gonna be a sketch. That's good. Perfect. Perfect for the baby draft. Um, do you guys got anything you want to plug coming up? Uh, yeah, we're we actually do. putting up a show. Um, it's called Wedding. Where, uh, I'm going to be directing it, and Holly's... I'm producing it, and I'm also playing the bride. Yeah, so it's going to be a serialized, improvised wedding, right? We have three shows in September, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we get picked up for a two-month run in the fall. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but... So, yeah. Yeah, it starts on our comedy lab, which is on Thursdays starting in September at 7 p.m. 7, right? Yeah. So, I have a pretty handsome groom, so I'm excited about that. He is. He's beard-tastic. Yeah. He's not going to be the dude zone. <laughs> no. He'll get, a seal. He'll get an alligator. Yeah. I might have to have a secret affair with one of the groomsmen while it's, ha I don't while think it's happening, should, though. Well, yeah, her boyfriend, her boyfriend is a groomsman. So. Oh, no, it won't be him. It'll definitely be Steve Sorrow that I wow. have the, the love affair with. Yeah. There you go. Uh, anything else? I think we're good. Thanks for having us on, man. That was yeah. super fun. Thank you, yeah. guys. Especially that scene we did. That, <laughs> that was really great. Best improv of my life. Dude, do improv just like yeah. that. You'll be Listen where to we the are. prodigy. That was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can work like me. Always end with misogyny. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for listening. Bye.